Hi everyone, welcome to Weird Flicks, but okay, this is Chelsea. And I'm Eric. And we decided to record another episode, finally. It's been too long. Thought we would chat about all the recent films we've watched and upcoming trailers, etc. Actually, a really good way to start off would be we just watched the Mission Impossible 7 trailer. Like, literally just watched it. Yeah, like seconds ago. Yeah. Um, Mission Impossible 7, Dead Reckoning. First of all, the name, 10 out of 10. (laughs) (laughs) Very epic. Yeah, everything about this, this movie looks... Just the most epic. Uh, I was I was just saying, I think this definitely feels like it's ramping up to a, an Ethan Hunt send-off. Uh, so if that isn't what they're doing, they're, they're being very premature with how epic this looks. So we think this is probably going to be... Well, it says Dead Reckoning Part 1. Is this a two-part type? Yeah. Okay. It's part one of, of I guess, a, a giant two-parter thing. So. so you're right. This must be like Tom Cruise's last... Mission Impossible. Yeah, it's like the end game. I mean, he's old at this point. He's, yeah. He's like really, like, he's dating like, I think a 30, 40 year old person, which is weird, but that seems like a a normal Tom Cruise thing at this point. Yeah, I feel like he's rounding out his filmography. Like, we have Top Gun Maverick coming out next weekend, or this week, I guess, technically. Mm. I'm sure there won't be a third. Yeah, he's like putting the button on all his former ips <laughs> if we got like the the next last samurai that would be <laughs> yeah a i lot. truly wish he wasn't a scientologist because yeah I, I do get excited for his movies like i'm very excited to see top gun maverick oh yeah that movie looks like a pure adrenaline rush yeah it looks so fun and mission impossible looks fun too i was telling a friend the other day oh the mission impossible Seven trailer just got leaked. Like, I'm excited to watch it. And he kind of looked at me like, Mission Impossible? I was like, yeah, they're still actually pretty good. Yeah, they can be very dope. I mean, the one, the the most recent one that I remember being like, this is actually really good, was the Henry Cavill yes. one. Rogue Nation, I think that was. Maybe not. I can't remember. Anyway, that I really liked that one. Yeah, I did too. Yeah. So, yeah, I mean, I feel like they just keep upping the ante on, like, how intense and and epic and action-packed these movies get and this this looks great i think yeah eric was just saying you couldn't possibly pack any more action <laughs> <laughs> there's just a lot going on but it looks fun yeah like that's what you want when you go watch mission impossible you want like the most actiony action movie right it's like the ultimate popcorn movie like you don't need it to be anything else no it doesn't even have the character development of like a marvel movie it's really just action which is totally fine. Yeah. Especially if it's done really well. Also, yeah. Rebecca Ferguson is in it, and I do love her. After Dune, like, I know she was in stuff before that, including Mission Impossible, but... Yeah. I... Dune gave me, like, a whole new respect for her. She was so good in that. Yep. And before that, Doctor Sleep. Mm. She I, was I haven't that. seen that. No? No, you've seen that. Yeah, I, mean, I actually really enjoyed it. Yeah. Yeah. That's... I want to, just because, like, The Shining is one of my favorite movies ever. I would love to see what that movie's about. And I know she's in it, and I know she's, like, an interesting character in it, so. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Very interesting. So that's Mission Impossible, Top Gun Maverick. Very excited for those. Yes. What other trailers have we watched recently? Oh, yeah. (laughs) 
The Avatar 2 trailer came out. Yeah, The Way of Water, um, which we saw in the theater because, yeah. well, we saw... Doctor Strange. It was before Doctor Strange, yep. which we which we saw. We actually happened to have seen several films recently together, Yeah, which is so cool. Yeah, so that trailer, I mean, looks like Avatar again. I mean, yeah, it's like... Yeah. It's weird, like... I'm wondering if people are actually excited about this now, because, like, I haven't heard anyone talk about Avatar in a meaningful way in a very right. long time. I've heard it or seen it talked about among people that talk about movies all the time, but mm-hmm. in terms of a general audience, I guess, it doesn't seem like there's a general excitement in the air about it. I mean, it kind of just... I know we were saying this when we watched the trailer, but it's not, like, the innovative, like, spectacle of graphics or whatever it is yeah, that it yes of like computer effects and stuff that it was when the first one came out yeah that one was also kind of like this resurgence of 3d movies too it was it or, was it was the first movie shot in 3d like they had it as a gimmick in like the 80s and stuff before that this was the first movie that was like filmed as a 3d movie yes and i still hated it Honestly, you hated it. <laughs> I hated it. Like, I really don't like 3D. Um, that technology does not translate to good for me at all. I definitely don't need it. Yeah. Wait, did you hate the movie or just the 3D aspect? Oh, just the 3D. Like, Ava- the, the movie Avatar to me is very, like, whatever. I feel like it was almost yeah. annoying that people kept talking about it because I was like, this movie f- feels very unspecial other than the special effects. Mm-hmm. Which were definitely cool at the time. And I think, like, James Cameron has a really cool brain for, like, alien worlds and stuff. So, like, it was a cool world to, like, spend a couple hours in. The story I did not care about because it's been done. And it was never that interesting to me. Like, even if it's a com- or like a story worth telling, it never felt super engaging to me as a story. Um to be like, this is Dances with Wolves, or this is Fern Gully, or this is Pocahontas, or, you know, that, that nature against industry kind of thing. I totally get it. Like, it, it's, a, it's a story worth telling. I'm just not particularly moved by it as a movie. But anyway, the, yeah, it was, it was like very middling sort of movie to me. And the special effects were, were sort of the only standout thing. So the next one, it's like, are they actually going to be telling a story I care about? Is the big corporation going to be, like, coming back to Pandora to, like, get more unobtainium? Which, by the way, is, like, the biggest joke of a name for material ever. Oh, I know. And I did just watch this trailer for the second time. And, yeah, it's not clear what the actual story is here. And, again, I don't even know if it matters. The whole point, I think, is for it to look cool. I think even as far as James Cameron's concerned, that's why these movies are getting made. Yes, yes. He has always been on the bleeding edge of special effects and stuff like that. I think that's great that we have directors doing that. Um, I'll always respect him for, like, being the guy that did Aliens and The Abyss and The Terminator. But, yeah, it's like, I don't know if he's telling a story or if he's just sort of bringing us back to Pandora for the sake of showing off special effects which i feel like that is kind of what he's doing yeah i mean it looks pretty i guess yeah it's just just nothing super new or special in terms of story which it kind of never was and then in terms of visuals even less so and 
Not to mention it's a sequel for a movie that came out how many so years ago? ago? Was it 2008 or something? Yeah. Yeah. It's over a decade for yeah. sure. And there's like four sequels planned. I don't know if yes. you knew that. It's insane. I did know that. And yeah. Like what is he doing? <laughs> it's just so weird. It's just the weirdest like I feel like this movie should have come out like in 2012 or something. I like, think it would have done better. I think it would have done better too. I feel like people were like almost over Avatar as soon as it left theaters. Right. Like, yeah, very strange. And like, what, did they have a kid or something? Like, did the <laughs> did the Navi have a human child? I don't understand what's happening. In the, I don't in the understand what's happening at all either. But I don't know. Like, it, it looked kind of nice visually. Yeah, I mean, it looks like a really cool, like, tropical yeah. island Caribbean thing mixed with aliens, which yeah. is like, yeah, sure. I'm I, also getting, like, Waterworld vibes. Oh, yeah, definitely. And, like, I do have nostalgia for Waterworld. Like, yes. I wouldn't call it a good movie, but I, I did like Waterworld. It's definitely one of those movies that you can't necessarily call a good movie, but <laughs> yeah. so many people still like it anyway. Yeah. Yeah, there's a yeah. Lot, yeah, a lot of nostalgia and love for that. So I do see a lot of the DNA of Waterworld in Avatar 2, for sure. Yes. Speaking of nostalgia, before we move on to talk about actual movies we've been watching, I think there's like two more trailers I wanted to talk about. One being Jurassic World Dominion, mm. which is coming out also pretty soon. Mm -hmm. How do you feel about that? So I, I did see the trailer for it, and I... I I'm starting to feel a little weird about cash grabby uh, celebrity callback cameo things. And I feel like this is like the most, I feel like this more than most feels the most like gimmicky of that. Um, when I see Laura Dern and Sam Neill and Jeff Goldblum, like. That is 100% what I was thinking, but I only was thinking that after they completely got me. With the nostalgia thing. Because yeah. I saw Laura Dern and Sam Neill and I was like, oh my god. Yeah, yeah. Because <laughs> like your gut your your gut reaction is like, oh, of course I want to see these people back in a Jurassic Park movie. But but then it's like I think about what this movie is even going to be and like why would those characters be in it? And I, ju I just have a very bad feeling about it. I do too. I It looks silly. Yes. It does look silly. I'm only excited because I want, like, I am I know I'm going to have fun going to watch it. Mm -hmm. I don't necessarily know that I'll come out of it thinking yeah. that it was anything good or special, but I'm excited to watch it anyways. Yeah, and that's, that's good. I mean, like, generally I'm of the opinion that, like, movies should make you happy and excited. Like, they don't have to be good or bad or whatever. Like, it doesn't matter. Like, if you're having fun... They're sort of serving their purpose. But at the same time, I haven't watched a Jurassic Park movie. I think three was the last one I saw. Oh, you haven't seen any of the I new haven't ones? seen any of the Chris Pratt Jurassic World movie, whatever they've all been called. I yeah. don't know. I don't necessarily think you're missing out on anything. Yeah. Yeah. And that's all. I'll <laughs> that. Yeah. I mean, I, yeah, I'm not, I don't think I am either. Like, I I might enjoy them, but I kind of feel like I just know that I won't really enjoy them that much. Just seeing how, like, the number of times I've seen Chris Pratt with his arms like this. Oh, my God. With raptors. Like, they want us to care about those raptors so bad. Oh, my God. Like, I they named one, and 
Yeah. The raptor blue. Like we're supposed to. It's like running around with a kid in the trailer for this one. Yeah. I yeah I just. Like just stop. I'm not it. interested. Yeah. yeah. Can you please just, just stop, stop it? That. That's bad and dumb. <laughs> also I, in the trailer, there's a part where like the raptor is chasing him. I think on a motorcycle, and they clothesline it. Yeah. <laughs> which had very much vibes of. I think it was the second Jurassic Park, and the girl does gymnastics and like kicks oh it in the god. face. Oh my god, I forgot about that for a while. Um, yes, she does do that. Just very Jeff ridiculous. Jeff Goldblum's daughter. Yep. Yeah, does some quick gymnastics and kicks a raptor in the head or yeah. something. Like, what? What is happening? Like, what? What are the the first Jurassic Park was such an anomaly? Like. Because that premise does not serve the idea of, like, true art. I feel like it's... That truly feels like a popcorn flick. But when you watch Jurassic Park and you listen to, like, John Williams' score and, like, it's Steven Spielberg doing his best work. It's like everything about that movie is so much better than it should have been. And it's a blockbuster, like in the very best way too. Yeah. Like you're kind of saying everything came together really well. Like perfectly. And the, the CG to this day still looks better than like the T-Rex in the original Jurassic Park looks better to me than the dinosaurs in the new Jurassic Park. Oh, I fully agree. Which is it's not just about because obviously the technology has improved. It's it's about the artistry. It's about film work. Like you can't just put a dinosaur on the screen and have it look good. You have to like still be a thinking as a like a, a someone who makes film. Like and and Steven Spielberg is a master and he, he used lighting in such incredible ways. He used you know the rain in such incredible way. Like everything about that movie is just so so good and i feel like none of the new jurassic movies have even kind of hinted that they have that level of artistry behind them they definitely don't have that level of artistry behind them and i don't know i just don't get the same feeling when i'm watching them they feel very much like cash grabby yeah they're trying to revive a franchise that was once popular but it kind of loses all the reasons why that was popular in the first place yeah and I get, like, even the first one was probably, you know, a part of it was even made because they knew that they could, like, sell toys and stuff. And that's, like, a big part of, of what was with Star Wars, even with the first ones. Like, that's just going to be a thing, and that's that's okay. And I get that the new ones, well, really, the original Jurassic Park was even, like, a theme park. It was designed, it had this meta feeling of, like, we as audience members are experiencing them looking at a, a, an experience of a theme park. And the I know the new ones sort of continue to carry that idea behind them to some, some extent, but it's like, it just feels more than ever like they're selling toys and there's yeah. nothing else there. Like, Which is funny because when they made Jurassic World, which is the first of the most recent trilogy... They were kind of saying that in the movie, too. Yeah. Like, they had this whole new Jurassic Park, and they were showing, like, how it was such a grab for, like, memorabilia, and they were still having people come to the island. Like, I think it was kind of self-aware in that way. Yeah. I don't know if it meant to be or not. I mean, it must have been on purpose. I would assume so. Yeah. yeah. I mean, because it's not 
like an original idea. I'm sure they they right. knew what they were doing, yeah. but spare no expense. Yeah, yeah, exactly. <laughs> yeah. And one more movie coming up that I'm excited to see: Thor: Love and Thunder. Oh yeah. Obviously. Yeah. I mean, yeah. Yeah. I'm excited. The trailer didn't do anything crazy for me, but I'm just excited coming off of the heels of Thor Ragnarok, which is easily top three Marvel movies for me. Yeah. Thor Ragnarok was excellent. And definitely, I feel like Taika Waititi and Chris Hemsworth became this dynamic duo because of that movie. And I feel like there's Thor honestly changed as a character because of the way that movie was made that has made him so much more compelling, I think, within the Marvel Cinematic Universe. That's definitely true. And I feel like he's a more comedic character. Oh, he's way funnier, yeah. Very successfully, too. Yeah, definitely works. Like, yeah, I feel like the trailer for me didn't do anything new. I was already just super, like looking forward to another movie with Thor and done by Taika Waititi. Exactly. And it's almost like I don't care what is in the trailer. Like, I'm just going to enjoy seeing yeah, the movie. Yeah, that's so. how I felt too. Even with the return of Natalie Portman, they kind of have that to end out the trailer. Like, hey, look what we did. Yeah. Look who we brought back. And I'm like, oh, I don't know. I don't. Yeah. I mean, she looks ripped. Like, yeah, she looks huge compared to the way Natalie Portman usually looks. Yes. Um, which is crazy. I'm sure she did just as much work as Chris Hemsworth does to get in that kind of shape. And that's cool that she committed to it like that, especially because like, it felt like Natalie Portman was almost being phased out of Marvel. Like she wasn't even like really in Avengers Endgame. I'm pretty sure they used like old footage of her, like for the, two shots we see of her like Mm -hmm. and she keeps like being talked about but not being present in Avengers movies and stuff so it is interesting that she's coming back and she's like clearly diving headfirst into the role oh yeah yes definitely yeah all right so that's I think most of the upcoming movies kind of for the summer summer blockbuster season yeah I love a blockbuster season um Speaking of Marvel, one of the movies we saw together recently was Doctor Strange in the Multiverse of Madness. Yes. Yes, we did. We definitely had thoughts about it. We de- We definitely had feelings, yeah, and <laughs> thoughts. Yeah. This is an interesting one because I feel like we were, we were both really excited for this on-premise alone. Yes. That Sam Raimi was doing a Doctor Strange movie and that it was going to have, like, a lot of horror elements. That sounds very cool. On paper, that sounds like amazing. And then we saw it. And I, f- I feel like something wasn't clicking. Like some something about the super campy awesomeness of a Sam Raimi movie with the super polished Marvel Cinematic Universe like palette to work with really didn't come together very well for me. No. Jokes that would have been right at home in, like, Army of Darkness don't make sense in a Marvel movie. They do not at all. 
because Marvel actually tends to be pretty on point with their humor. Yeah, I would agree. And it's meant for a laugh, whereas Sam Raimi's type of like campy horror and the humor he uses in his movies is it's like bad humor and it's funny because it's bad it's funny because it's bad yeah like bruce campbell is is funny because he's like not funny yeah like that's what makes him super funny i think and i love bruce campbell for that and i love that he's in like all sam raimi movies but man there's just some stuff that was said in this movie that shouldn't have been there the entire all. script was very lackluster for me. Yeah. And then those moments just really, like, put the nail in the coffin. Like, script-wise, there was nothing really good. <laughs> yeah, nothing really redeeming. There there are moments of, like, it's weird. There are moments in this movie that I feel like really do work, especially in the context of Doctor Strange being, like, this super weird occult superhero. Like, him in... Oh, should I spoil? I'll I'll... I'm putting a spoiler warning. Um, This isn't like a huge plot point. It's kind of in the trailer. But he ends up having to like inhabit his own dead body from another dimension to Mm -hmm. like do what he needs to do at the end of the movie. And I actually like really liked that. I thought him like zombie Doctor Strange battling... You know, that I I thought, and he had like wings that were made of like demons that yeah. wanted him not to be trespassing across like these unnatural boundaries and stuff. No, that was definitely one of the parts that sticks out to me that I liked about it. Yeah. It gave the Marvel Doctor Strange world like an edge, like a little horror edge, like yeah. a little bit weirdness, a little out there for what they usually do. And it does that character deserves that, I think. Like Doctor Strange is that weird character that everyone looks at like they don't even know what he does or what his world is like. And this is why, because it's like so bizarre and it wouldn't make sense to anyone else kind of stuff. I just wish that the like medley of Sam Raimi and Marvel was more like that throughout the whole thing instead yeah. of just in that moment. But I thought the story altogether, it was just like a little bit messy. I don't know. It was it was okay. It wasn't miserable to watch. I wasn't having a bad time watching it. Yeah. Yeah, same. It was just, it felt very weird. It felt like, and I don't mean weird like supernatural, because obviously that is what we should be watching. It felt weird like why was this movie made this way? Why did it come out this way? It actually felt way more like a Sam Raimi movie than I feel like any Marvel movie has ever felt like being of the director that did it like ever before. This is like basically just a Sam Raimi movie. Yes. With like Marvel polish on it, which is very strange. Very strange. Right down to the bad one-liners. Yeah. Yeah. Like, a lot of them, and, and and very weird. I feel like something that Sam Raimi does really well is he, like, doesn't... He doesn't care about, like, little details, and he just moves plot along at this really rapid rate, because he's like, oh, who cares about... We'll just, like, sh-, you know, like, it'll just... We'll, we'll move past it. it. doesn't It doesn't matter. And, like, Marvel movies are all about the little sort of details that connect the world... Yeah, I, it was just, it was very weird. It was very weird. It felt like a, a superhero movie from, like, 
2002. Like, before the Marvel Cinematic Universe existed, and we had this really weird smorgasbord of, like, some people doing okay superhero movies, a lot of people doing not very good superhero movies. Like, it was it very, very strange. Very strange. I agree. So, overall, a disappointment, but not... <laughs> I Not give it horrible. five eh, out of five. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Yeah, very weird. I know I've had a lot of people asking me for like movie recommendations lately or what I thought of a specific movie. And I don't know how to recommend movies to people anymore, I've discovered. Like, really? <laughs> yes. Well, I there's some that I know that I can recommend to anyone. But there are others where I'm like, are you into this kind of thing? For example, men. Mm. So we just went to see men. We sure did. And I definitely couldn't recommend that to everyone. Oh, no. Yeah, that's not a movie for everyone. No. But also, I was thinking, and if I'm rating a movie, like, say, on a scale of 1 to 10, I have a hard time looking at it against other movies, like, thinking of it in a broad sense. Like, where do I rate this in general as opposed to how do I rate this if I'm only thinking about this movie and what I've just seen and like with a recency bias, basically. Yeah. I think that's, that's fair. Honestly, I think rating like a generic one to 10 scale for just movies period is like almost a useless metric. It's so hard. Yeah. Cause it's like, what does that mean in the context of like there, if you took two movies and put them next to each other, it's like, these aren't even the same medium right like it's just so extremely different so i mean how like how would you compare toy story to like metropolis or you know like how the west was won like how i don't know how to even put these things next to each other yeah like it doesn't make any sense so i totally get that that being said i've been sort of marinating in in men (laughs) (laughs) marinating in my thoughts about that movie at least and i liked it i don't think that i actually loved it i don't i don't know like how high regard i would hold it in but at the very least it was super interesting and fun to watch yeah kind of wait fun's the wrong word fun's an interesting word to choose for this movie i was cringing a lot yeah just like in disgust and discomfort yes which is the point. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Yeah, the movie was doing its job then. Um, I really liked Men. I also don't think it's like... So Men is an A24 film. It, it comes... It's the latest in a long line of very weird, creative horror movies coming out of A24. It's not... It's not even, like, the weirdest, like... There's been so many bizarre, crazy movies coming out in this in this vein. And again, that makes it hard to to give it a metric of of rating because it's like in the con I, I feel like the only meaningful rating you could give it is like in the context of weird surrealist horror movies, where would you rate it? Because like otherwise, what do you even? doing like talking but yeah it's a it's a really weird uh disturbing movie i really liked it um 
I especially liked, and this might be weird coming from me, but I especially liked the front half of the movie, um, where we don't, the, the, the menace of what is happening has not fully revealed itself. And we're dealing with this woman who's like in a new place, dealing with a bunch of old trauma and seeing a bunch of unexplained, really unsettling things that she, we don't fully know like how deep the water is on what is happening here. Yeah. The first half of the movie, maybe even a little bit more than the first half, right up until the final act really is a slow burn and it is, it is a little bit surreal, but it's more subtle than the ending is. Yeah. Like up until the final act, it is more of a normal like movie. Yeah. A normal like psychological thriller, but I think done really well, like exceptionally well. Definitely well done. And there was a lot to be said for, you know, some of the imagery that Alex Garland uses, which he uses, I've noticed a lot of, I feel like he likes to do this like juxtaposition of like nature and man, but man is a part of nature. Like he really emphasizes nature. Mm -hmm. Yeah. I mean, we get in, in Ex Machina, it's like this incredibly high tech facility is like buried in the woods, like deep, deep, like you wouldn't find it in, in nature. Annihilation is literally like the merging of everything into this like one singularity of of being. Um, so yeah, I can totally see that. And then we have like this twelve minute walk that the main character goes on in Men, which I know you really liked. That's like my favorite part of yeah. this movie. Yeah, definitely one of the better parts of it. Yeah, and it's so like simple too, but just the way it's shot and way it's scored or like lack of a score in certain places yeah gives you those uneasy feelings yeah the score is is stunning the original music and the way the original score utilizes audio from the movie itself because there's a scene if you've seen the trailer you've heard and seen this where she's in a, a large tunnel and she calls and she hears her echo come back and she starts like making music with herself in this tunnel and that becomes a musical cue that keeps getting used later in the movie i really liked that that was so good yeah then there's a part where she's in the church too and she screams and that kind of like integrates with the sound they're using for the score too and that was also awesome yeah like what an insane like primal scream and then it like becomes the note of the music and it's like wow this is like so intense the way the music is like so loud and merging with her trauma and yeah that was so good yeah i feel like there's a lot we could probably deep dive into as far as this movie goes because it has its own thing going on yeah it's definitely allegorical and there's symbolism and we have one of the main characters playing for example the main male character in most of the movie plays well actually all of the men in the village he plays all the men in the place that she is yes yeah which is crazy it's really interesting it's very disorienting and it makes and it leaves a lot of questions i think it it's open to this movie it's interesting because i watch a lot of movies that delve into 
extreme allegory and being just like so surreal and uh, interpretive. And I feel like this movie, maybe more than like any I've seen recently, left me the most feeling like I could not quite discern what all of it meant, which might sound like a bad thing, but I actually felt like my disorientation added to my experience watching the movie. Yeah, I mean, I wouldn't say Men is like the best A24 horror movie that I've seen. That still has to, like The Witch, The Lighthouse, Hereditary are all like at the top for me. But mm-hmm. but this is, I, di- I really like this movie a lot. Um, I did enjoy it, yeah. Yeah, it's, it's, it's deeply unsettling. It's not like a pleasant time to watch it. Right. But it is, I think, artistically rich. The cinematography is like stunning of landscapes and stuff like just a beautifully shot movie the score is fantastic like it, it hits all the notes of being like a very eloquently put together piece of art i would say yeah and it's not so surreal at least i did not think it was so surreal that it was chaotic because mm-hmm. i don't i don't always like that type of movie i like when there's some kind of like structure to it yeah with a surreal element added. Like, I really love when that's the case. This movie reminded me a lot of Mother, Ar- Aronofsky's Mother. Yeah. And that was pure chaos. Yes. St- I still like that movie. Yeah. Lot. No, I do. And yeah. I, I was, like, telling you, I think, in the theater that when I saw Mother, I went into it kind of knowing what it was, and that definitely helped. Yeah. I feel like it helps to go into movies like that knowing kind of what you're getting into instead of expecting just, like, beginning, middle, end. Yeah. Like, Giving yourself some sort of compass. Conclusion. Yeah, exactly. Or roadmap helps for sure. Mother, yeah, Mother was crazy. I did like that movie a lot. It was beautiful. Again, it was like, it felt very artistic. Something made by an artist that translated as art. Like, it really did feel like that. Men, there's a lot of uh, mythology that is referenced in men. um, That maybe if you're from the British Isles is, is a bit more in your wheelhouse for like, you know, the folk element and understanding that I'm not super familiar on a lot of that stuff. So I had to look up a bunch of what that was after, which obviously helped contextualize the allegory of the story by seeing that stuff. And I didn't have that tool with me going into the movie. So that was interesting, but yeah, it was, I, I would say it's a challenging movie, but it's also, I think, very well done, and I did enjoy it a lot. I did as well, and the two lead actors were very good. Really good. Yeah. They, they really, yeah, they really carried the movie with their performances, I thought, but... Well, I know this is a small thing, but the woman, I think her name was Harper, the yeah. character, she was wearing boots for, like, the entirety of the end of the movie. And I couldn't, I was so comforted by the fact that she wasn't barefoot because like so many horror movies, the woman is like, is barefoot. And you're like, if she has to get up and go, this is going to be bad, like really bad. The, The fact that she was wearing like big, heavy boots gave me such a weird sense of comfort watching this movie. I was like, she's going to be okay. Like, I don't know why, <laughs> but I think she's going to be okay. She's wearing shoes. She's, she's wearing be shoes. Fine. She's ready. Like, yeah. Oh, I don't think I told you. Speaking of horror movies, 
where people probably aren't wearing shoes. Yeah. I did watch X. Oh, you did? Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Yeah, which is another 824 film. Yes. What'd you think? Really liked it. Yeah. Yeah. I think I like it more the more I think about it. Um, definitely entertaining. Mm-hmm. If you like slasher films, this is a slasher film. Yeah. And that's all it is. And that's fine. Yeah. And it definitely like pays homage to the Texas Chainsaw Massacre. Like the opening frame is framed pretty much like in Texas Chainsaw Massacre. And there's a lot of that. And then there's bits of the shining and stuff like that. And they're obvious. They're not subtle. So it's like a, it's like a love letter to those movies. Yeah. Yeah, exactly. Which is cool. Like if you. It's Ty West, right? Directed it. I think his name is. I think so. Sounds, sounds I, I can't remember what else he did, but I know everyone is saying, like, it's Ty West's return to horror, and, like, oh. I think he did something that was really well-received earlier. I see. I, I don't know his filmography. If you like movies, and you don't even have to be, like, a huge, like, movie person to recognize it. Again, like, the bits he takes from a few other movies are very obvious, but it's cool, and it's fun, and, again, I don't think he did anything particularly super new or special but also the way it shot was super and it kind of had the feeling of texas chainsaw massacre which was very obviously like the template for the vibe he was going for yeah which i really like that movie so i really like this that i mean i only saw the trailer and i already thought this looks like a throwback to texas chainsaw massacre like if if the people in texas chainsaw massacre were like filming a porn yeah yes that's pretty much what it is it's these young people that are going to a house in like middle of nowhere texas in the summer and they're like filming a porno in this little house and then you know typical slasher film type things ensue but right down to each of the character stereotypes you know you have like the final girl you have the couple you have this you have that it has all those things yeah it has the creepy gas station at the beginning yeah all of that but it was definitely creepy some fun kills. Yeah. Yeah. I de- yeah, I definitely am down to see it. I've been very excited to watch it. And I know that it's like on demand watchable now. So yeah, gonna get after that. You'll dig it. And then also one of the movies that... So I mentioned that people have been asking me what I recommend or what I've seen lately that I've liked, etc. And the one movie that I know I can recommend to literally everyone... Probably my favorite that I've seen so far this year is Everything Everywhere All at Once. Which, which again, we saw together. Yes. And then I saw again the next night yep. with Andrew because I got home and he asked how it was. And I said, that was incredible. That movie really was so good. Like, and it, I do think it's like basically a movie for anyone. Um, yes. It's hard to even know what to say about this movie. It, it's like... It was just so... I, I even struggled to know what to say, like, right after watching it. Like, think watch right after watching it, thinking about it for a few days, I have constantly struggled with, like, how to talk about this movie other than saying that it's, like, excellent. Like... Yeah. The first thing that came to mind for me, just, like, right after I got home, like, from watching it was, first of all, that was incredible. Second of all, I'm still laughing and I'm still crying. Yeah. <laughs> like, I felt so many things when I watched it. Yeah. I, like, actually cried at parts in this movie, and also it's hilarious. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. And it's fun, and Michelle Yeoh is just, like, so good. 
Yeah. She's like one of those comfort actors. Like if she's in something, I just feel like I'm at home. Yeah. I'm like, this is good. Michelle Yeoh is everyone's mom. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> she's wonderful. In this movie, especially, she is wonderful. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, I, I don't even know like how to talk about this movie other than that it is just so creative and beautiful and meaningful and powerful and yeah if you have to see one movie this year go see that one i would say let it be that yeah yeah i think it will appeal to everyone in some way shape or form it has elements of like what it means to have a family it it's a movie about love it's a movie about nihilism and sort of love in the face of that and about you know coming of age and the the struggles of that generational trauma and generational understanding of one another and it's like it's so wholesome like, it is and it definitely has all of those things those are like all the that's like the meat of the movie like that's what it's really about but also on the surface you have a lot of cool stuff too like the visuals were super cool amazing a lot of really cool sequences and costume design yeah like all the costumes for the daughter i was just like living for every new She's one so cool on screen looking. it was so Always. cool yeah and then a lot of really good fight choreography and like martial arts yep it's which a brilliant martial arts movie yes so if you like that there's that too it was just Definitely in my list of, like, perfect films. Yeah. Despite how chaotic it kind of was. Yes. But in a good way. It's super chaotic. It barely takes the time to explain its own chaoticness. Like, it's just... You're just thrust into it. Much the way Michelle Yeoh is thrust into this universe she does not understand. This this multiverse. Like, if you're going to watch a multiverse movie this year, this is the multiverse movie to watch. <laughs> yeah. Like, for sure. Um... Oh my god, like what a what a banger movie. So so good. I can't I can't sing its praises enough. Even if this isn't my personal favorite, I feel like objectively it's it's the best movie. Of the yes. Year. Like yeah, it's no, so I, good. I definitely agree with that. And I do think maybe it's my personal favorite. Yeah. If I had to pick one. That's always such a tough question yeah. as well. It's kinda like we were talking about earlier, like comparing movies and rating them on a scale of one to ten. It's like how can you even right. do that? But yeah, this might be my favorite of the year so far, and I doubt anything will take that spot. It would be very hard for something to come out that feels more more original and poignant and creative and beautiful than what this movie was. Yes, that's very well said. <laughs> Do we have anything else you want to talk about? We saw The Northman. Oh yeah. Together, again. We were able to see that together. The Northman, I was super looking forward to. I'm a huge Robert Eggers fan. This movie does not, like, it's weird talking about this off the back end of everything everywhere all at once <laughs> because I feel like that movie is so meaningful to, like, a universal audience. The Northman is, like, a straight-up classic revenge tale. It has very little meaning beyond that. It's It's the story that inspired Shakespeare to write Hamlet, you know, from the Icelandic sagas, done by Robert Eggers. Obviously, he's, like, one of my favorite directors. And I feel like there, there isn't a ton to say about this movie other than that I thought it was just so good and cool yeah. and badass and did everything super, super well. 
um, as you'd expect from Robert Eggers. He's like a perfectionist, and I feel like it it comes through in this movie for sure. I agree. I don't think I liked it as much as you do, just because I know you are very into that specific kind of mythology as well. So you and you already knew the story, kind of like you did with the Green Knight. You like knew yeah. knew the stories ahead of time. I I barely even know Hamlet. Mm-hmm. Like I know it. I know that the Lion King is based yeah, off yeah, of Hamlet. True. Anyways, so I knew the story. Again, nothing like super innovative yeah. in the Norseman as far as the story goes, but it was super cool. Visually, it had its own Viking aesthetic, of course. Yeah. And that was all really great. I liked a, a lot of the imagery. One moment in particular when she was carrying his body like on the horse to Valhalla. Oh, the Valkyrie? Yes, yeah. yes. Yeah, that was that was so good. The, the surreal stuff was all awesome because, like, Viking mythology is literally, like, a bunch of guys who did mushrooms and then came up with weird stuff. <laughs> and, like, that's what this movie feels like, I think. And I do think it's the best Viking movie to date um, as far as, like, getting that culture relatively accurately portrayed. That's a rare thing in movies. It's almost always just not even, like, trying that makes sense. It yeah. felt so, like, male-dominated. Yeah. Like, there could not be a more masculine or your typical idea of masculine, like, movie. Yeah. The way that, like, Skarsgård is walking around the entire time oh and he's just like yelling. An yeah. yeah, he's just, like, an animal. He's literally, like, he calls himself, like, Wolf Bear when, yeah. they're, when they're doing the, the Berserker raid. Like, that's insane. Like... <laughs> It's the most, like, yeah, manly, conventional. And I think, in a a sense, the wrong audience is going to be inspired by this movie. Like, funny enough, the people, the exact people who will be, like, offended by men, I think, will think that this is, like, the coolest movie ever. Feel empowered by the Northmen or something. Yeah, Yeah. and I, I actually don't think that's, like, the point of this movie. I think the point is actually to show the trappings of, of, uh masculine culture of like toxic male behavior the trappings of revenge like the idea of loyalty to your father to the point where you must be you must lead a self-destructive life out of obligation to what happened to him kind of thing like that's horrific and it's bad it's wrong and i think robert eggers knows that and i do think the movie like is saying that if you're digging into it but i also think that like there are people who will watch it and just be like He's a hero. He's the good guy. This was awesome and badass, and I want to be like him. And, like, that's horrific to me that people could walk away from this movie thinking that that's how they want to be. But I'm sure it will happen. Yeah. I mean, one of my favorite parts of the movie was the fact that I almost sympathized with the man who is supposed to be the villain throughout the movie. I almost saw things from his point of view a few times. Yeah, Yeah. For sure. I mean, like, he's not any worse than anyone else, really. Yeah. Like, that's that's kind of the thing. It's like, especially when you get the that crazy scene with Nicole Kidman. Um, oh, my God, yeah. I, I almost forgot Nicole which Kidman. I loved that scene. Yeah. It was so good. That was some of the best, like, Nicole Kidman acting I've seen in a while, where she talks about how she actually loved Fjolnir the whole time and or like he was the good brother and like she was basically just enslaved by the main character's father and made to be a bride because she was pregnant with his son and all this stuff and he was like her salvation and 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 it really it talk it basically that scene sort of like 
talks about the the extremely limited powers of women in this world to have their own faculty and autonomy and how she was like if you became king i'd be your queen and like kisses him and it's like it doesn't even matter that it's her son it's like she's just in survival mode like yeah i think that that's so chilling but also so relevant to like how limited women were in their behavior in that in that time um because of the limitations that men put upon them as basically possessions and yes yeah and we're not we're not past it today which is what's horrific but a movie like this i think is does a great job of like showing it in an explicit historical way and yeah i just i i thought it was a great movie i really really loved it i did like it also (laughs) willem dafoe was in this did not recognize him as Willem Dafoe, though, for some reason. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, I remember that. I yeah. was like, Willem Dafoe, and you're like, wait, Willem Dafoe isn't that? <laughs> <laughs> well, I remember his character, and I was just staring at him thinking, wow, how how they find such a crazy-looking man? Yeah. It, it was just Willem Dafoe. <laughs> he just looks crazy. <laughs> but, yeah, great film. Yeah, and Willem Dafoe was great in it. Mm-hmm. exceptionally good <laughs> as always i mean yeah. the guy can do no wrong i mean i didn't see him as willem dafoe so obviously he's right making some magic yeah transportative role, in, role <laughs> in that. yeah really good all right well that seems like a pretty good summary of what we've watched lately and kind of what's upcoming yes do you have anything else to add uh i feel like i i will just sum up by saying like i think it's actually been a really good time for movies the past like year and and moving forward uh we we didn't talk about the batman here which i just oh remembered. you're right yeah um which i thought was amazing and uh we and i don't think in a podcast yet we've really talked about dune um that's true which i also thought was amazing that's now been out for a bit but yeah i i'm just bringing it up because i feel like we've just had this like banger after banger i absolutely agree i think the movies and even even theaters a little bit, but just the film industry in general is having a little bit more of a comeback after COVID and all the, I mean, that was messy. You know, there's movies half finished, movies rushing to finish, yep. movies finishing and being released to stream only. And I don't know, just the whole dynamic of watching movies and their release and production of movies changed so much as everything has been yeah. by the pandemic. So it's nice to have a more a better return to film now. Yeah. And I, I don't want to get my hopes up because I feel like maybe we're just currently sitting in the wake of all these brilliant movies that have been sort of like been forced to wait to come out. And we're just getting this awesome slew of all these movies at the same time. And then it's going to sort of like go back to normal. And that's fine if it does. I don't expect there to just always be this incredible <laughs> range of movies happening. But I do think we're just sort of sitting in like a golden like year right now, uh, year span um, of, of film. And there have been so many within this span that I feel like will go down as like true classics. Um, oh, yeah, I absolutely agree. It's nice to have fun watching movies again and have things to look forward to. Yeah. Yeah, for absolutely. Sure. For people who love movies as much as, as we do, this is like a really good, fun time, I would say. Yes. Maybe we can even start podcasting about them again. Hey, maybe. <laughs> Wouldn't that be exciting and fun? 
Well, thank you guys for tuning in to this episode and until next time.